Hey, this is Phil. And before we start the podcast episodes, I'm going to send out an SOS, not a save our ship or save our show, but I just need a little bit of help and I really do need it urgently. Listen, I got to create a bunch of podcast episodes in a very short period of time because I'm not going to be able to do podcast episodes weekly or record them weekly coming up. We'll still publish them every week. The show will go on and everything will continue as normal. But right now, during the recording and editing process, I need to just compress the time frame up front. So I need help in one of three ways. The first way, send me your podcast episode ideas. Something that it was either we talked about a long time ago or something is that we didn't cover yet. Something you'd like to hear. And if you can send maybe a couple of bullet points, that would help get the podcast episodes written. You can email me, my first name, phil, P-H-I-L, at scannerschool.com. Number two, ask me your questions. This will help me on our monthly Ask Scanner School session. You can go to scannerschool.com slash ask, submit the form, use the SpeakPipe link, or dial 516-308-2885, which is probably the best way that you can ask your question for the podcast. Number three, the final way that you can help, and I think it's probably the most beneficial and the, the most fun way that you can help me out here, is come on the podcast episode and be a guest. Go to scannerschool.com slash guest. That's G-U-E-S-T, scannerschool.com slash guest. Be a part of the podcast. We'll sit down, we'll have a conversation, we'll we'll go through what it is that, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about, about the, the scanner radio hobby, we'll record it, it'll be casual, laid back, it goes to an editor, there's no pressure to get it right, it's a good, fun time. And if you know of somebody that would be a good guest, please invite them on the podcast as well. Thank you so much for the help. Again, I just need a little bit of help getting things recorded and edited in a very short time frame. This podcast isn't going anywhere. I just have to work it into my schedule at the moment. Thanks again. Now let's get on to today's podcast episode. All units stand free. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Building fire. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE and my GMRS call sign is WQXJ920. Today, on session 243 of the podcast, we are talking about whether or not you need a aftermarket antenna. Do you need another antenna? Well, listen, if you have questions for me, I love to answer them. If you've listened to last week's podcast, you know that. You can ask your questions at any time by going to scannerschool.com slash ask. You can leave a voicemail for us by clicking on the speak pipe link over at that link or by calling 516 516- 308-2885. And again, if you use SpeakPipe or that local number, we'll put you in a running for a free tutoring session. I'm available for tutoring. I love helping people out with the Scanner Radio Hobby. And if you want to be part of our community, go to scannerschool.com slash discord. Now, I fall into this trap pretty much every time I get a new scanner. Well, a portable scanner. I get a new scanner. I got to get a new antenna. It's like icing on the cake, Right? It's the bow on top of the present. It just looks better with an aftermarket antenna. 
it gives you a little bit of an opportunity to make that scanner yours, right? But do you need it? Is it worthwhile? Is it is it worth the investment to add the aftermarket antenna? Or is the stock antenna good enough? We'll find out. Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you will receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you can pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also, you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now, find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altharak, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Rops, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, John Cordiff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Rich Palomari, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcan. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to really focus on portable antennas, not really so much rooftop antennas, because anything you put on the roof of your house is an aftermarket antenna. It didn't come with the scanner, right? What comes with the scanner? Either like a rubber duck antenna if it's portable or a telescoping antenna if it's a desktop mobile, right? So we'll talk about mostly portable, but you can also copy this over to the desktop ones if you want. Why not? But before we do that and talk about antennas, let's talk about physics. Let's talk about what makes up a frequency, right? A frequency is the number of times that things happen over time. So when it comes to frequencies that we listen to, right, they're in hertz, which is one cycle per second. One hertz is one cycle per second. 450 megahertz is 450,000 times per second. When it comes to frequencies, the lower frequencies happen more, right? Or, or I'm sorry, the, the lower the frequencies, the less times they happen over time. The distance between zero and through the, the rise and the fall, right? The sine wave back to zero again. The full cycle is long. It's a long frequency. As you go up in frequency, as you go up in megahertz, the frequency gets shorter. Longer frequencies or lower frequencies can travel further distances with less power. 
Higher frequencies, shorter wavelengths, need more power to travel further distances. How does that equate to our antennas? Well, the lower the frequency, the longer the antenna. And the higher the frequency, the shorter the antenna. And why is that? Because the wavelengths are shorter on the higher frequencies. It's an inverse relation. So what happens to our antennas? Here's what we have to look out for. Antennas can cover large frequencies, but will sacrifice performance. Disc cones, right? Cover from zero to gigs. Not really any sweet spots in there. They can cover a small range of frequencies, but will have really great performance. You can get frequency or uh, antennas for VHF, UHF, and 800, and they will do well in VHF, UHF, and 800. They won't do well on low band. Or, even better, you can get an antenna that's tuned just to a specific frequency range, right? Like 800 megahertz. Radio Shack used to sell an 800 megahertz antenna. Remtronics sells a 800 megahertz antenna. In fact, those antennas, by the way, work really well in 700 also. It's the same kind of close enough frequency range that they work. So you really need to look at what it is you're listening to and how you're going to use the scanner. So in other words, you don't want to have an 800 megahertz antenna on your scanner when you're trying to also listen to VHF. That may not work out well for you. Vice versa, you don't want to have a VHF antenna on your scanner and try to listen to 800, because again, that might not work for you. It might work, but it might not work. So we need to look at, too, when we look at aftermarket antennas, what type of connector do we have on top of our scanner? If we have a desktop scanner, unless it's the Home Patrol, it has a BNC connector on the back of it, right? This is the bayonet lug, right? It's got a little, little connector with two pins on the outside of the pins, and you push it in, you give it a quarter of a turn, and it, it sits and locks in there. But when it comes to handheld radios, the newer ones, like the 436, right? It's an SMA connector on the top. It's a screw-in. The problem, though, with the SMA connector on the SDS-100 is that it needs a special antenna because of the way they built the, the, the enclosure, which they use a little O-ring on there to keep the water out. We also have what's called a reverse SMA connector. You may find that on, say, the Palfung radios, uh, some other handhelds, and the Unication G-Series G pagers. So those are some of the things that we need to be aware of if we're looking at aftermarket antennas. But size can matter. Don't listen to what anybody else tells you. When it comes to an antenna, size does matter. The shorter antennas can be a severe compromise. And the longer antennas may also be a severe compromise because when you have your, your scanner on your belt, it could poke you in the armpit. And it may be really bad on receiving 800 megahertz because, again, the smaller the wavelength, the higher the frequency, the shorter the antenna becomes. So then how do we have antennas that receive VHF, UHF, and 800? Because they're loaded. They're designed for that. It's more physics involved in there, and they may work better on you know VHF, UHF than 800. It may work better on the 800 than the VHF, UHF, but they are tuned for those frequencies. And if that's what you want to listen to, then that's what you should buy. Remtronics actually makes, I believe it's the Remtronics 842 that does VHF, UHF, and 800 and sits on top of the STS-100. But it's a big antenna. It's bigger than the stock antenna, and it's not as flexible. There's a compromise there.
what else do we need to look at when it comes to do we really need an out, another antenna? Well, gain, 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 gain. We've talked about this in the past. Aftermarket antennas can have gain, which can certainly help us pull in weaker signals. If we are trying to listen to an 800 megahertz trunk radio system and we're barely picking it up, well, what happens when we put an antenna on there that's made for 800? It's going to have a little bit of gain on it. That's how it works better on that band. And you may find out, man, I got a new set of ears on my scanner. And that certainly is a reason why you would want a new antenna or an aftermarket antenna on your scanner because you're not receiving what you expected to receive with the stock antenna. And an aftermarket antenna works really well. So this is a theory and some things to think of and be aware of when it comes to the discussion or the thought process of whether or not you should consider a third-party antenna. I know we're going to cut to it really quickly. We're going to take a break here. And on the other side of the break, we're going to get more into some more practical questions and answers as to why you should or shouldn't upgrade your antenna. Or should I say upgrade the antenna? Swap out your antenna. We talked about the theory. We covered that. Let's talk about practicality on the other side of this break. As a reminder, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 or level does not get this break. You support us by going to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Everybody else, we'll catch you in just one moment. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process. And this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, scannerschool.com slash support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. Visit NatComMag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent 
until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on beside your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Swiss Home and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell Pogsag and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, Swiss Phone, and Unication dealer serving the North American market, and of course is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For all full inventory or request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. All right. Should you swap out your antenna? Look, if you want to do it, nobody says not to do it. Let's put it that way. But I usually invest in a new antenna, but that's just me. And, and the practice, again, isn't really required. Look, if I buy a new scanner and all I'm listening to is my local fire department, that's in my town and the transmitter is about a mile away. Does buying a aftermarket antenna really make any sense? Or if the P25 system that I'm monitoring has a 95% coverage build out, right? Which basically means they cover 95% of the county with a portable radio for PD. And I've got great coverage now on my scanner. I don't have any problems at all whatsoever picking up that trunk radio system. Do I need to swap out the antenna if the antenna that comes with it works good enough? See, when you're using your frequencies, right? We'll break down the why or the when and the when not. When you're using your scanner, do the frequencies or system you want to monitor come in fine? If yes, you have no problem with the stock antenna, then there's really not a reason to put an aftermarket antenna on your scanner to improve anything because you already have satisfactory signal coming into your scanner. There's no room for improvement. You can't go 120%, right? How do you know if you've got good signal coming in? Listen to it. Do you hear snap, crackle, and popping when they talk? If it's analog, look at your signal strength indicator. If you have an SDS-100, Bring up the advanced menu and see, do you have a high bit error rate? Is the RSSI level right? Look at just the antenna reception bar bar graph right on the scanner. Is it one bar or is it five bars, right? If it's five bars, four bars all the time and things sound good and you're not getting that, right? Then you've got a good enough solution as to where it is. Or if you take your scanner around the house and you notice changes, or if you're taking a scanner out in the car or out and about when you walk and you find out that you start losing things, losing signal, then yeah, maybe you do want an aftermarket antenna. Changing out the antenna, though, again, can have negative consequences. We've talked about this at the, at the first half of the podcast. If you buy a re- an antenna, for 800 megahertz, because you want to improve your 800 megahertz reception, you could hurt the VHF side of your reception because the 800 megahertz antenna does not work well on VHF. Could be, could not be. But 
if you're not worried about monitoring VHF and all you want to do is listen to 800 and you need a better antenna for 800, then yeah, go for it. Go and upgrade that 800 megahertz antenna and that'll, that'll work for you. Again, we talked about it. In years past, Radio Shack made an 800 megahertz antenna and I saw a lot of scanners that came through my door for programming that had that antenna on it. And most of the people that bought that antenna was because they were trying to pick up the county's 800 megahertz trunk system. They wanted to listen to that because that's what the police were. And again, they wanted to listen to 46, 46, 46, 4, and some 800 and some 400 megahertz. And, and I told them, like, look, 46, 46, just if you're close to the transmitter, okay, it may work fine. But if you're not close to the transmitter, you may find out that the, this antenna is not going to work out well for you. And that's something to think about as well, right? If you are going to swap out the antenna and it's not going to be for a band that you want to listen to, you may have oversaturation now. You may be close enough to the transmitter that you can take that sacrifice with using a mismatch antenna. Because you're so close, it doesn't matter what you put on there. You could put a paper clip on top of the scanner and it's still going to receive that local transmitter site because you're just so close to it. And you may not you may not notice a degradation of signal when you swap out the antennas. This is a hobby. And we say it all the time. This is a hobby. And part of a hobby is trying different things and experimenting and figuring out if you do this, how does it affect what you work or listen to, Right? So my recommendation is if you feel like an aftermarket antenna is worth the investment, go for it. Now, you may want to think about things the opposite way too. Maybe you don't want an antenna that works well on 800 because you've got simulcast and you're trying to eliminate picking up too many simulcast sites. You want to reject 800 megahertz. Because you only want to pick up what's closest to you. And in that case, yeah, maybe you want a scanner antenna that does VHF and UHF. It's not tuned to 800. You're willing to take that rejection because that rejection of 800 might be your solution to getting better 800 megahertz coverage. I know it doesn't sound right, but everything when it comes to soundcast is an opposite game. Well, for what other, re- what other reason would you want to swap out to an aftermarket antenna. Well, it all comes down to aesthetics, right? You want to customize it. You want to make it yours. You want to make it look better. You want to make it smaller. You want to make it so it's not poking you in the arms or the ribs because the stock antenna that came with the radio just isn't flexible enough. Why would you want to take something like a VX3 that is the size of the palm of your hand and put a antenna on it that's the size of your whole arm? It makes no sense. You would want a smaller antenna on a smaller radio if you can get away with it. It's got a smaller footprint at that point. It's easier to hide the radio. It's easier to carry the radio. Right? I do it. On my smaller radios, I usually put smaller antennas. I'm buying a smaller radio anyway because, really, I'm not using it as my primary radio. I'm sacrificing that the size of the radio for the functionality of it. Right? So... That's got a lot to do with it as well. You you may just want to change out the antenna because, yeah, you want that little teeny tiny nub of an antenna because you have a teeny tiny radio. Size counts. Sorry, guys. And you may find out with that little teeny tiny antenna, guess what happens? You can't pick up Jack. Why? Because you would initially put a paperclip on top of your scanner. 
but you don't know unless you play around with things, right? So what else could we think about here? Well, it used to be popular to get telescoping antennas on your handheld. In fact, telescoping antennas still ship with mobile desktop units. Now, the same holds true here, right? The longer the antenna, it's going to be tuned for the longer frequencies, the, high, the, the lower frequencies. The higher frequencies, you're going to want to shorten the antenna and tune it down. How do you know if you have it right? Well, use your ears. Listen to the frequencies. If you extend it out all the way and it sounds good, then okay, then you can leave it extended. And if you shrink it down all the way, it's shrinkage, Jerry. If you shrink the antenna down all the way, I'm sorry, I've been binging uh, Seinfeld on Netflix lately. But if you if you bring the antenna down all the way and collapse it down all the way, it may be tuned for 800, but it still might work well enough for you on whatever else you're listening to. Again, you've got to experiment with it. Now, if you want to use a aftermarket antenna on your desktop scanner, just remember you might need a right angle adapter, right angle BNC or something else, right? So listen, let me tell you how I have my stuff set up over here, okay? I don't have every single scanner radio that I use on an external antenna. There's no need for that. If it's stuff that I'm listening to a county away or if it's like marine or aviation, yeah, obviously that stuff goes on the outdoor antenna. But if I'm listening to my county's P25 system, I've got great coverage of that system in my basement. I don't need to put that radio on an outdoor antenna. It's an overkill. I don't even need an aftermarket antenna for that because the antenna that came with the scanner works good enough. However, I like the way that the aftermarket ones look, so I put on an aftermarket antenna. Got it? It becomes it becomes me modifying the way it looks. And that was my justification for it. It wasn't a performance issue. It was a physical issue. If I'm listening to my local fire department and I have one or two uh, scanners that just monitor the local fire departments here, I also don't need that on the outdoor antenna. And I can also get away with my standard stock antennas on those if I don't feel the need visually to change them out because the scanner antenna that came in the box with the radio works good enough to pick up the departments I need to pick up. It works good enough. So these are the reasons why or why not you may want to consider changing out your antenna. A lot of times it just comes down to the want versus the need. Again, I want to swap out the antenna because I like the way it looks. But again, it, it becomes a need. The antenna that comes with the scanner is an equal opportunity offender. They don't know where you're going to use your scanner when they build these, these radios. They ship them out to you. They don't know what frequencies you're going to use them on. So they make these antennas that work semi-well through the frequencies that the scanner works on, which for most scanners on the market these days is, say, from 25 megahertz to 1.3 gigahertz. That's a huge range of frequencies. So obviously that antenna is going to have a couple of semi-sweet spots and it's also going to have some ranges where it will receive, but it's not going to receive all that great. It's going to have highs and lows. And where you fall on those highs and lows will dictate really if you need to swap out that antenna. And again, I'm all for experimentation. Go ahead. Try out that aftermarket antenna. You may find out no improvement. I've done that. I have found no improvement by swapping out my aftermarket antennas because there was nothing left to improve. But I've also found when I swap out to little, little teeny tiny nubby antennas, 
I've killed the reception on my scanners. And now I know, yeah, I don't use that antenna again. That was $25 down the drain. And I'm not going to name names because I'm using that antenna for something different now. And it suits another purpose. It just wasn't working for what I needed it for on that. So do you have a favorite antenna that you use? I'd love to know. You can email me, phil at scannerschool.com, or let us know in our Discord server. Be part of the conversation. Let us know what you recommend as an aftermarket antenna. You can also leave a comment if you listen to this over on YouTube and let me know what you think as well. As a reminder, I need your questions, and you can leave your questions by going to scannerschool.com slash ask. You can use our SpeakPipe link or by dialing 516-308-2885 and leave me a question. We will catch you all again next week. Thanks again for listening. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And this is Scanner School, where we help you get the right accessories for your scanner radio. 73 everyone.